Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This is the Custard TV Podcast. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck dished Bruce. It's time for Luke, Luke, Gary and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! It's late at night where we are. Fancy some late night custard? I do too. Um... It's Luke, editor and runner of thecustardtv.com, joined as always, or at least for the next half hour or so, uh, by Gary, hello. Uh, g- good night, dear listener. Bye. Right. And Matt, hello Matt. Hi, is this going to be like when they used to do TFI Friday and they used to sort of be more explicit in the evenings? Do you remember no, that? This is, this is like Hollyoaks Holly Night, or whatever it's called. All I will say... Gary, you're not going to talk some... right, well. uh, No, but I will say this, at some point during the podcast, I will mention not only my nipples, but someone's nipples that I know. Uh-oh. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just trying to make sure I haven't changed my Twitter avatar on again. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a nipple wheel here, which I will be turning. (laughs) This is going a bit weird, I think, this late night thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if you've just joined us, you've never heard the podcast before, what we talk about is people's nipples, (laughs) and then we move on. Uh, and talk about the best and the worst on the box. joke about, about the fact that they talk about nipples and he goes, well, mine are very functional. I can get Radio 4 on mine. <laughs> He's probably going to the DAV. Well, yeah, that's true. Probably, probably DAV now. Yeah. <laughs> it's all gone digital. <laughs> so, uh, we talk about the best and the worst on the box uh, in the form of TV news, reviews, and previews as well. So, um... I will start off by saying, hello Matt. Hello Luke. What's going on in the TV news world? Okay. That was like the one show. Mm -hmm. And now Giles Brandreth. Yes. Talking about nipples. Yeah, (laughs) he would as well, yeah. (laughs) So, um, we're very sort of reality TV centric in in this week's news. Uh, And we apologise for keeping it real. The first live show of The Voice, which is going to be the quarterfinals, they're only doing three live shows this year. We'll yep. be moving from Saturday the 8th to Friday the 7th of June to avoid clashing with the Britain's Got Talent final. Which I think, personally, I think that's the best idea because no one's going to watch it otherwise, are they? Probably no one's going to watch it at all anyway. Well, they're taking a bit of a risk tomorrow night by putting a sort of a double show tomorrow night up against the Champions League final. So they're going to see I mean, they're gonna see an absence of viewers tomorrow night, I think. Tomorrow night? But oh, the, is, the voice, is, is the voice 
crowd the same that's going to watch this football match? I don't think so. I don't well, I think they'll miss something. We can probably ask them. We've got two, we've got two people on the line. To be torn. I think most people, especially if it's two teams that aren't British, I think... No, but I think that's also a slight pull in the sense that this, this is a game that nobody really has a market in. Mm. I don't support either team, so actually it could be a good game. I, I think I'll probably watch the Champions League final and record the voice. Yeah, because you can just fast-forward through the... Yeah, ball. and then fast-forward the bad bits. And that's interesting you say that, because the Champions League final... Oh, look at me talking football. Oh, no. Somebody make a note. <laughs> that will have ads. Right I'm recording it. Oh, no, you are. <laughs> that, that will have ads, and um, yeah. you I'm, would I'm, rather sit through the ads there than watch the voice <laughs> in its entirety. <laughs> to be fair, ITV <laughs> haven't yet started taking adverts during the football match. <laughs> Just Ray Winston's face just pops up. <laughs> yeah. The side. I wish they did that Who doing the voice. Who wants bits right now? <laughs> He's here. Did, did you not know? God, God, it was like Ray Winston and Bob Hoskins <laughs> had a Ray, child. I was going for Bob Hoskins. Ray Holden. Winston's on the voice then, is he? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll turn um, on chair because I think you're being good. Yeah, maybe he'll replace uh, Will I Am. That'd well, be interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also sort of reality news Dancing on Ice will uh, finish in after the end of its next series in 2014 can I just say something about this very yep. quickly and clear up a row I very nearly had with someone on Twitter oh. um, when, when a series ends like this Dancing on mm. Ice when it ends it doesn't mean it's been axed no when a series ends like this, people always go, oh, they've axed Dancing on Us. They haven't axed it. All TV shows, unless you happen to be Coronation Street, Emmerdale, or EastEnders, or Hollyoaks, they all have to end, really. They all have to have as an end. It, some uh, shows... Yeah, as Torval and Dean actually did say in the, in the special exactly. release, that it has come to its natural, you know, its natural <laughs> ending. Which I think, I think the true right. definition of an axe yeah. is when a network comes in and says, we don't want to make this anymore. Yeah. We don't it's see... It's like America. I mean, that's it. more of an American thing. I know it happens over here a bit, you know, but British TV seems to be kinder in terms of, you know, what stays on. And I think Dancing on Ice definitely was a sort of a good pull on the Sunday nights and got, you know... You know, like, say, five million or something like that. Which... Well, but, but, but I do... There is something I want to just say as well. I do feel a bit bad. Philip Schofield, once this ends, will only have three shows. I know. So we're going to have to... Start, I think Comet Relief this year is probably going to have to change. for him to get more work. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say two things? Number one, I find it strange that they're ending it in a Winter Olympic year when, naturally, you might find more of an interest in ice skating. So, yeah, and, um, and the second yeah. thing is, I think, although I'm not going to say that I agree with it being axed, I would say the quality of celebrities has slowly gone down on that show. You yeah, must be joking there, like Joe Pasquale, this <laughs> show. I stand for my original comments. She left after the first minute or something. Well, yeah, they... £1,000 a second or something. Yeah, they paid for Pamela Anderson and then she got voted out, didn't she? So. Yeah, up against, like, was it Anthea Turner or something like that? Oh, I don't um, know. Yeah. She's the I Pamela mean, Anderson of this country. Every year, the ones who stay on are the soap ones that hardly yeah. anyone sort of remembers. And, I mean, the big names sort of around the early stages, don't they? Like Pamela Anderson. I, th I think as well they haven't done a great job with getting judges in. I mean, it, it, they lost Jason Gardner, didn't he, who was controversial. They brought him back there, the series. And then they brought him back and it wasn't quite as good. And, and, and they just never... I, I mean, I, it's, not, it's not one I've really ever invested in, so I can't really say too much. No, I mean, I, I've sort of dipped in and out of it, but I think, like, as you say, I mean, I think it peaked several years ago. I, I think yeah. 
I think after Jason Gardner left the first time, maybe they should have just ended it there. But again, it it gets the it gets the big money for ITV. I mean, also, yeah, they're not really dancing. They are. And we've they're got just no really just moving around on the ice, aren't they? What they should call it is walking to rhythm on ice. Not a catchy name though. No. no, I'll work on it. <laughs> I've, got, okay. I've got one more year to work on it. Nice to come up with a new uh, format for a uh, new name for the last series of Dancing on Ice. Saying on ITV uh, reality TV show news, uh, X Factor finally announced its lineup of judges as we thought it will be Louis Walsh, Gary Barlow, Nicole Scherzinger, and the return of Sharon Osbourne. Which we I'm not just yawning because it's five to eleven at night. Uh, I'm yawning because that's incredibly it's not exactly the boring. classic lineup for series ten, is it? No, and and I, do we think this might be the last series? Or yeah, I hope so. We hope it might be. I th- do you not think Simon Cowell should? I know he's got the USA one, I suppose, but I uh, think if it was the last one, he should maybe come back. That's dying a death. But well. He may well find a way to make it the last yeah. one. He may come I mean, back like, on the for live shows. Going back and forth. I mean, like Len and Bruno, don't they, from Strictly, go back and forth to do Dancing with the Stars as well every week, but maybe... Simon. But then that's in a completely different time in America, isn't it? I don't, isn't, doesn't the factor actually cross over America and UK? They're on at roughly the same sort of time, I think. Um, and the American X Factor, we should mention as well, new judging. We shouldn't. Oh, oh I'm going to, Luke. Go uh, off you Simon pl- Cowell and that little pixie one whose name escapes me are being joined. Demi Lovato. One are being joined I'm annoyed I know that. Yeah. I was joined by Kelly Rowland, who, if you remember, was uh, in the UK one a couple of years ago, and someone called Paulina Rubio, who've got no idea what she does. Sing? I think she's <laughs> going to be a judge on the USX Factor. Yeah, but before what that, though, what was her background? Oh, she was the only person to become a celebrity with the surname R-R-What's-Her-Name. R- yeah. <laughs> normally, excuse me, I'm normally the one that gets names wrong. Rubio, sorry. Step off my gimmick. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was okay. squashing it. Okay, some some uh, some drama news now. Uh, series three of Luther we know is to air in the summer. Uh, Luke, you're oh, off to a so screening. So excited! Yeah. So excited to go to this. I'll tell you, there's a, there's an article on the website thecustardtv.com, but I'll break it down briefly. We know for a fact that this series of Luther. Series 3 is going to be another two part, two two episodes split into two parts. That's four episodes in total, or four hours in total. We know um, that Alice returns, played by the brilliant Ruth Wilson. And we know that Warren Brown is back as well as Luther's loyal sidekick. Apart from that, it's all up in the air. And rumour has it mm. that it's the final series. Series 3 will be the last, rumour has it, and we, I already spoke to Drama Commissioner Ben Stevenson over at the BBC, who said Clang. episode 1 of the first series is terrifying. So I will actually be taking a little blankie with me uh, when I go to the screening. Yeah. A sofa to hide behind. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna, wear, gonna wear a Luther onesie, you know, like his brown jacket. <laughs> Yeah, We're going to get to DFS with. and buy a three-piece suite so I can hide mine then. Yeah, carry it. You know, DFS never seem to have a sale on. Only on Bank Holiday, Mon- Bank Holiday Monday, Luke. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, some other quick news, drama news. Uh, a Belgian drama, Salamander, is to air on B- BBC4, I'm assuming on Saturday, in the Saturday night. Yep. 
European that just well. works for them, doesn't it? That's like mm-hmm. just works. Yeah. And I, I um, think the, the thing they're coming to next is they're going to be showing Young Inspector Multabando. I don't know how you say that word. Is that like Endeavour for? Uh, yeah, it is a little bit like the Italian version of Montalbano, I believe. That's the those, one word. I remember seeing those those Montalbanos that they were showing were from like early two thousands. So yeah. I think. People got sort of the passion for the European drama, didn't they? Well, those the... those very early spirals were from about early yeah. 2004 or something. They were quite... well. I had a spiral graph in like the mid 80s. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's going to obviously be. I mean, people have got an appetite for this sort of European drama, and it's it's interesting that it's on Saturday nights because it's something completely different for Saturday. And this one has won awards in in. Uh, I think it was also shown on French television, so I've read that this one's won awards. So it's quite a good one. And just a quick one as well, David Threffle, uh, who obviously is most famous for playing Frank Gallagher in Shameless, is to play Tommy Cooper in a new drama. Is it for ITV? It's for ITV. Yeah. It's um, it, The press release for this and the information for this has only been released today. You can find it on the website, thecrestertv.com, and the details are very sketchy, but it's about his relationship with his wife and his mistress as well, Amanda Redman, formerly of New Tricks, who is leaving New Tricks uh, this year during its 10th series, has signed on to play Tommy Cooper's wife, uh, but no casting yet as to who the um, the mistress, or Jezebel, as <laughs> I call her in this case, uh, is likely to be. We'll bring you that information as we have it. Can I just, just add a bit of news that isn't on the script that I've just thought oh. of? No, Matt, we don't do that. We stick vehemently to what is written. Okay, nah, it's, it's the late night version. Yeah. Let, let him go okay. off script. I Go remember on, reading it on the TV.com, so I think that's allowed, is it not? Go on, um, pop About off. the uh, the news that Channel 4 are going to commission a series with uh, Mr. Drew from Educating Essex. I'm excited uh, about this. Am I amused? Yeah. Very. <laughs> Do we know what is the show? Is it him going back to school with the parents and the... It, is, the... it, it is him sort of on a sending parents of kids not performing well back to school with them oh, to oh. see why they're failing. Sounds like a premise. Just sound interesting, but and I love Educating Essex, and there's going to be a, a new, not a new series of Educating Essex, but a new series in that yeah, vein like following that, a like new how school. Like how they changed the hotel, sort of thing. Yeah, Wouldn't it be love Educating Geordie Shaw? No? That would be impossible. <laughs> yeah. Educating Towie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay yeah. then, uh, I'll hand over to uh, whoever's doing the reviews. Uh, well, I should do the reviews just because Gary doesn't have the, the document in front of him. Sure. But it's not because I don't like no. him. It's just because he can't be asked. There is that. So, <laughs> let's talk very briefly about um, Frankie first. Um, Nine o'clock, Tuesday night, Eve Miles, Dean Lennox-Kelly, Gemma Redgrave, and a host of other familiar faces, uh, including Leila Mimak, who we enjoyed in May Day most Playing recently. Playing her own age here. Playing her own age and in a proper grown-up uniform. <laughs> well done. Um, I have to say, I quite enjoy this, but mm. it's, it's, it doesn't set the world alight. I enjoy it because... Them, on one and two now. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoy it. I think Eve Miles carries the series brilliantly. It's just a bit of fluff. It's a bit of fun. You don't have to worry too much about who's killed so-and-so or shifty looks. In or... that vein, is it right for prime time? I know I, I mentioned it to you when I'd seen the first episode. I think it would sit better at like 8 o'clock on a Sunday. Well, I, I know what you I know exactly, a, I know what you mean. Even on a daytime slot. I mean, I suppose it's got the big names in here, but we've had... Like, yeah, I know what you mean, but not every drama... Hmm. 
has to be has to be Luther or Broadchurch or you know not everyone like the syndicate and I can see I can see why that was in prime time and that's the sort of the same audience I think they're going for here but Frankie for me is just a little bit too gentle I, I do I like the thing is, is that when you consider what else is on at eight o'clock I mean obviously EastEnders is on one night a week at eight o'clock then you've got Holby and and Waterloo and Waterloo Road and it, it sounds it's like a good lead. In it's a good it's getting a good lead from in Holby. from Holby to yeah. be fair and, um, you know, once Benny joins the series, I think it's really <laughs> going to kick off. <laughs> and they've got an Italian restaurant. Do you know what you said? I thought, is he coming in from Crossroads? That's <laughs> <laughs> showing your yeah, age. Yeah, tell me. Uh, but, you so that's Tuesday night. Sorry, I'll just say quickly, the thing they used to have, uh, you know, like Hamish Macbeth or Palicus Angel or something like that on a Sunday night, sort of very gentle, yeah. very... Anyway, go. Yeah, well, They've oh, kind I of pushed Antiques Roadshow into that slot. And Country, and country Farm. They're now on that kind of, uh, you know, kind of 8 o'clock slot on, on a Sunday. Yeah. So, But yeah, I see what you mean. Um, we're going to talk also about the 90-minute revamp of Case History starring Jason Isaacs. But first... Which was on Sunday nights. N- which was on Sunday nights. But first, a new segment of the podcast, which we're trialling. Uh, I don't have a jingle for it, so I'm just going to have to say the feature name. Uh-huh. It's Gary and Matt bond over Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, again, for the first time, probably because I haven't got Sky at the moment... For the first time on a Saturday night, there wasn't much good on, so I thought, well, I'll try watching Eurovision and tweeting along. And I had a lot of fun. Mm, it was good. I had um, fun. It was okay. It was and that was Gary and Matt yeah. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, am, I'm, I have to say, I am a sort of massive Eurovision geek, I should say. I mean, I watched the semi-finals as well. That shows commitment in it. Yeah, so. that's good. <laughs> Honestly, of the semi-finals, you get some of the ones that, like the freakier ones that don't make it onto the main show. I mean, we had rapping astronauts from Montenegro; they didn't make it onto the main show. Sorry, so after century, you're telling me there was people weirder than that? Yeah, Switzerland had a group which included a 95-year-old man playing the double bass who had no idea where he was. Right. <laughs> Just I things should've... like that. I know that, as I said, he was putting the mania in Romania. But, yeah, I mean, my favourite obviously had to be The Bride from Finland, who was that just, was, you know, That was painful, as I said, what's her next song? You know, Just Divorce not, Me. Not just because of the lesbian kiss at the end. Um, uh, I read that the, I've the, never forgiven Tattoo for that. I didn't I read this year that Turkey refused to show yeah, Eurovision? Refused, well, they weren't in it, were they, this year, Turkey, because of the lesbian kiss at the end of the Finland song, which just seems to me like the, I, the I biggest really enjoyed, reaction. I we really enjoyed the well. I, I really enjoyed the host. Yeah. She yeah. was really funny. Mm. She was just, you know, uh, she could have done without Graham Norton's kind of, you know, yeah. director. I mean, I, again, just going back to the semi-final, they had um, animatronic from the Scissor Sisters doing the commentary on that, and oh, she, oh, was re- she was really good. And I know we can't have an American, obviously, doing the final, but she was really good, really well-informed. Really seemed to be into. I mean, it was her and Scott Mills who does it every so year. So that drags. Yeah, yeah, but it seemed to work for me, and she seemed to be very well okay. informed, and I enjoyed her on that. We should talk. Didn't we? Our poor old Bonnie, who actually didn't do as bad as some of the previous acts. Nineteenth, which is sort of sneaking into the the, the, you know, the late teens. 
It's just into average. It was a bad song. She didn't sing it very well. I don't think it was as bad as some of the other songs. And I agree that her singing, I think she'd had one too many drinks to calm her nerves before she got on stage. Uh, but my, my worry is that next year, you know, last year it was Engelbert Humperdinck. This mm. year it was Bonnie Tyler. What's next year? You know, are they going to reform Spandau well, Ballet need, for it? They need a young, because, you know, when we had that girl who was who's now in the Sugar Babes, that did really well. Jane, I mean, Blue, yeah, Blue did did well-ish. Oh. I think we need to sort of try and promote like younger acts who are sort of you know, slightly established. I think we need to remind Europe that we've saved them a couple of times and if they don't start voting for us, next time that happens we won't yeah. be there. As someone, I can't remember who it was on Twitter said, uh, Ireland should have given us 12 points for bailing them out. Indeed. Uh, and then we didn't vote for Germany and that's a big mistake in there. But, my I mean, we came, I think, the best out of the, you know, the countries that pay for it, so you know, we, we beat France, we beat Spain, we beat Germany. I know, I know this is killing Luke, so we won't take this too much further. No, no I enjoy killing Luke, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. But why why do us, Germany, France and Spain, get an automatic place in the final? We clearly didn't deserve it. pay for it all. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's it, it's the big five. Italy, oh, okay. Germany, France. Uh, we don't we don't deserve it. And the host. And that was Gary and Matt from the Eurovision. Yet, we've got we've got to we have we've got to talk about off. the giants from the Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> next year's next year's we're, we're hosted by Birgit from, uh, yeah. from, uh, from <laughs> We have yet to hear uh, on this early stage whether Eurovision will be recommissioned <laughs> for a new series next Either year. We're cancelled. We're axed. But, but we will let you know. If 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 the UK withdraw from the European Union, do we not get to compete in next year? Well, Presumably I think not. the fact that Israel competes in the Eurovision Song <laughs> they won it, didn't they? With a with a man who was a woman. yeah, so international. Viva, Viva so, Dana International. As I said earlier, we'll talk now about case histories. Jason Isaacs. Crime drama has been off our screens for almost well, almost oh, two years. Yeah, two years. Summer 2011. It was, it's it first was this time, wasn't it? It was about May, I think. Yeah. It was. A- no, it was in July because I was moving, okay. and I. Uh, oh. Okay. So shush, Matt. Um, <laughs> you've bonded over Eurovision. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was um, two-part stories, three two-part stories. Um, and they've changed it now. They've changed the format to three 90-minute standalone pieces. I have to be honest, I didn't enjoy the first series that much. I wasn't overly excited about it coming back. I, I could stand it three episodes. And although I found the episode that we that we saw on Sunday convoluted, confusing and a bit messy, it was enjoyable enough. Why were you confused? Why are you finding it confusing? Because there was so much going on. But I on. liked that, you see. I like that there's so much going on in case histories as, compo- as compared to um, <sighs> The Suspicions of Mr. Witcher, which was two hours and nothing happened. I like the fact that there's a lot going on. And no, I, I liked that there was a lot going on, but I didn't. there was so much going on that a lot of it ended up being quite unnecessary. Oh. I loved all the Victoria Wood stuff. She was she was excellent in it. I thought she was... She can, really I, can, was. I, can I step in? just Because I haven't seen this yet, so what I'd like you two to do is convince me to watch it. What particularly did you think that I should pay attention to when I watch it? I love the Victoria Wood stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, I um, mean, I like... And, and I really I really like Jason Isaacs. I think he's a good yeah, lead. Yeah, I think pay attention to all of it, because otherwise you'll get confused. Like yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, 
But I think I think Jason Isaac. I think with a lesser actor in that role, I was already so confused and a bit annoyed. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events. It's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I would have, been, I would have I turned mean, off. I mean, I like I did... Ashton and I like Amanda Abington. I think they both had some, you yeah. know. I didn't like the dog following him. I thought that was a bit I, Doc martin I, I really agree with you on that. That's the one thing that wound me up. This all. But again, I think that they did that maybe for fans of the fans of the books because obviously it's his. Well, like, I, I went out after watching series one and bought some of the books by Kate Atkinson. They are with names, uh, and uh, I really enjoyed the books. I, I I I kind of agree with Luke. I wasn't a big sort of you know the first series was a bit yeah, yeah. Bit, bit up they and down. The, the, the books but the books are well written and there's lots of good material in them. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing I think the thing that was disappointing about it was there was a great opening scene mm. which we won't spoil for Gary yeah. that was really I think they'll high octane three I think and, and really interesting and it didn't really go anywhere is his daughter and it didn't still in really it? flow yeah yes and yes. no okay. we'll say she is well, she's, yes she's no. a pig. well I know but I was saying I was well, saying she that was not a strange spoil it. Was I, really serious, though, I wasn't think she? She oh, we'll talk about it more next week but I think that beginning did impact on him his decision what, what to do over the Victoria Wood character I won't say any more than that I don't think did you character. did you think though that the the original crime story which was a, a woman the original investigation <coughs> excuse me which was a woman coming to um, I can't that's awful I can't think Brody Jackson Brody uh, which was a woman coming to to Jackson to ask him to find her birth parents mm. That sort of was overshadowed by the brilliance of Victoria mm. Wood, which was an, I, which I was another story. Again, that's that's from reading the books. More in line with what happens is he gets given very mundane cases as a Have private detective. Have you read detective. this one, Gary? Have no, you read? I haven't read. I haven't read this particular one. I've read two out of the first series. And well, if you go, it'll be the one with Victoria yeah, Wood on the front. Yeah, um, and and he ends up in getting involved in lots of different things as he goes through this investigation. So it's, he does get pulled in different areas. But I mean, I I really enjoyed it. So I think, yeah. and I mean, I've watched the majority of Ep Two, and I I think that's got less going on. So I think Luke, maybe you don't yeah. have as much. And I think it's because, to be fair to it, I think I started it late mm. because of various things going on. And so instead of finishing at 10, it yeah. probably finished nearer 11, and I was getting a bit fragging. But saying that, don't get me wrong, I think the 90-minute um, versions now really suit yeah. it. I yeah. think it gives it Because it doesn't have the awkward break in the middle. Because doing, mm. a, doing a, a story, splitting it down the middle, you're going to have an awkward moment where you've got to make a decision where to stop yeah, where to cut. pick it up sort of thing whereas 
if you'd like to know my opinion on case histories, I'll tweet it out, um, and you can follow me at at the Gary Show. I'm never on Twitter. Nah, fair enough. Yeah. And um, the Apprentice is still on. This, this, this uh, was the, the cue th- where you two could do your Twitter. Oh no, we're not. We're not we don't just do it on your command, Gary. We've been moving on. Uh, the Apprentice is still on Wednesday nights on uh, BBC One, and I think all three of us are in agreement that while we were moaning that something was missing last year, whatever it was, they've managed to claw yeah. back because I'm I really found that it hasn't been on since last year. The third episode with the inventions, it sort of to me got a little bit samey because you. But this this one. The, the fact they mixed the teams up a little bit more, it sort of refreshed it, and there was new dynamics yeah. between. Like, I, and the fact that the girl didn't know the difference between a horse, a, a cow, and a dog. Yeah, but that's well, what I liked about shop. that episode. That everyone sort of, oh, we're in the country now. I don't know anything apart from yeah. Alex, who's from Wales, so knows everything about farm. And was happy to dress up as a scarecrow. <laughs> I love that. that who is our fa- Who's who are our favourites at the moment? Just generally as characters. Uh, Lu- Lu- but she's annoying. But Louisa, yeah, she's annoying. Um, I I do like Alex. I know it's I know it's strange, but I like him because he, I, bless him, he is a good. He's the kind of like he is the kind of Stuart Bags type. He will go out there and say anything for I a second. I don't think he's the Stuart Bags. No, in but the... I think he's got that kind of personality of I will go out and I will you know I will go and dress up as a scarecrow yeah. to do this. That kind and of like. Stuart Bags was a lot of posturing, whereas Alex seems genuinely in. Infu- he's got like a sort of, you know, lost but, life, and as well, he actually backed it up when he invented that chair thing, which was well, a really. Yeah, I mean, but the thing, the thing, the reason I kind of like it's like when, when mm-hmm. in that series that Stuart Bags was, you know, when they needed somebody to do a voiceover, he put himself forward. You yeah. know, he wanted to be out there. He knew that the Apprentice was somebody that Lord Sugar noticed, not mm-hmm. that it got but hidden. There's the been background. a lot of characters like that over the years, hasn't there? But I think yeah, Al- yeah. Alex, I think, appeals because he isn't afraid to make a fool of himself and he has got good ideas. I, I, I do like yeah. him. I also, this this episode, for some reason, was quite drawn to Miles. I don't know if he's, it's because he sort of... I liked him. Yeah, he sort of wears, he doesn't wear a tie most of the time, you know, he looks like a bit of a... He's, he's very well he looks like a, He looks like sort of an evil genius from a James Bond film, you know, like the ones who are like multi-millionaires. Who was the guy a couple of years ago that, that um, Nick said he, he's so slimy that if you throw something at the wall it wouldn't stick? Lord Sugar. <laughs> Karen Brady. Well, there, there was, <laughs> was, it Mike, was it that Michael guy? Yeah. Miles is a bit older, and therefore you get the impression that he's going to use that, you know, my wisdom. You know, he's got the grey hair. And he, he, he kind of, he's trying to kind of do that whole fatherly thing. I mean, I really love this episode for, Ni- for Neil turning into Fuhrer Project Manager. Mm. Right, we've made a I really don't like that. Up, is it Kurt? I really, I think Kurt could be... A killer. And what, what, what do we think of uh, Jason as well? Poor old uh, posh, posh Jason. Who I, he's incredible. I love, well, the, I love the line from Louisa. How does he go about his everyday? Yeah. I think they're trying to make they're editing him as like a bumbling idiot. Yeah, I'm not sure he's actually got proper like issues. Like you know, he's always yeah. going off to wash his hands and. He just like he, well, does, he, he doesn't. Might, sort of he might have a little idea. He might have a little uh, you know ADHD or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The other one, we were really, say, the other one that I really liked was the, the football supporter bloke. You know, I can't remember his name. Get in. Get in. That was, yeah. that was the worst thing the I've ever seen. Yeah. When he was at school. 
And that was the worst. It was the thing. I, it was so. I don't embarrassing. like him at all. I just I, there's something about him. He just he's a bit sort of. Well, he's like, not likable, but I think he's very good. But the problem is, he really managed to annoy Lord Sugar twice. Mm-hmm. You know, in the boardroom, he said, "Oh, you really should try ostrich burgers." Yeah, and just the look on Lord Sugar's face said, "What are you telling me? What to do?" He's just and, one of those yeah, people that I wouldn't. If I came, like, you know, if I, I if I sort of met him just generally, I wouldn't get on with him. I don't think he just seems a bit too. Whereas I'll I think I'd have the to chat have a, next week. A very good conversation with Jason. Anyway, and uh, the we were going to say this for the uh, for the preview section, but I think it's worth saying here. In the words of Bob Dylan, the times they are a changing. Uh, for the for Apprentice will be on on well, for one week only. Mr. Tambourine Man, no. <laughs> okay. I thought it was going to go um, subterranean homesick blues. Nice. I'm going to be knocking on Evan's door in a minute if you don't let me do this. The free quarterback out of a Dylan song. You're lucky we don't know any more of them. The answer, my friend. Blonde on blonde. Okay. Uh, the Apprentice, for one week only, we think due to football and Britain's Got Talent, will be moving from Wednesday to Tuesday at 9 on BBC One, and we'll we'll let you know of all the other changes. No, no. It's a, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm just slightly worried. It's a, no. it's a, it's a, you know, it's only in its fourth or fifth week, um, and I'm just no. a little bit worried. But I think that it could yeah, be. will follow it. I th- well, uh, I mean, Dara Breen mentioned it about a million times on the "You're Fired." They mentioned it afterwards, and a lot of people as well don't, you know, don't watch it when it's on there. Watch it on the yeah. iPad if they if they miss it. Good point. You know. My Sky Plus box is already. Mm-hmm. Sorting it. And, don't and worry, obviously, Gary. I mean, you should. We should just mention, you know, Frankie swapping with the Apprentice and Waterloo Roads moving over to Wednesday for one week only. As the Britain's Got Talent, you know, it's all, it's all kicking off, isn't it? Literally, it's all kicking off. Should we mention Britain's Got Talent briefly, or we, we shall? But we, we really are surprisingly running low on time. So yeah, Britain's Got Talent briefly. Do we remember what happened on Saturday? I, I have literally oh, no memory the, of it. The, Seriously, the one I liked was the Levitation Man. who was all in pink. I thought he was the best. I liked the fact that we that, that it was a bit different from anything we've seen in this series. And I and I said this to you privately, Matt. That, that I must have a heart of stone because the the we girl that killed. came on at the end, who who sang an opera version of the Evanescence song, I just didn't well, well, hear. Well, 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 an opera version of Evanescence. Well, yeah, it's kind of already. Oh, well, it's yeah. sort, it was sort of opera, opera, but not really. Okay. I mean, this again. I I know I said it to you when we had a conversation after that really good first episode this year there hasn't been a lot of like standout acts there may have been like one or two per show but and, and there's a lot of singers well, the, again which i have an issue with just in terms of you know, they the, the on- problem with britain's got talent and we've said this from the beginning it's a fun show but the problem with it is what's making it fun at the moment is the interactions yeah, between the judges and the um the sort of novelty acts they all have to go away for the finals mm. to work and 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 the judges don't get that same interaction when Ant and Deck have to take charge yeah. and, and it's a live show and they I mean they still keep time. some of the novelties don't they in the semi-finals they'll put they put a couple on just to sort of Well from my memory you've got a couple of good comedians and a good impre- a female impressionist yeah. so there are some differences yeah. Yeah, can I, I mean, can I very briefly mention Doctor Who before we disappear no. off in review? Yeah, like, I'm, like about as well, two seconds. So I'll, I'll um, I, I, as a as a diehard Doctor Who, fan, Doctor Who fan, I was a little bit disappointed that all this end of series episode did was to point me towards yeah. watching in November. When yeah. yes, it's great that John Hurt is going to play a Doctor Who character, 
in fact he's playing at Doctor Who fantastic but I was a little bit annoyed that this final episode did not deliver the ending I wanted what was the ending you wanted? the reveal of the Doctor's name for a start because they built the whole series up towards it and secondly I think it's probably like Marvel well, exactly you know or Endeavour <laughs> uh, but I wanted something and I didn't need you to put a big thing on the screen that said Doc introducing John Hurt as Doctor Who I flipping know who John Hurt is when I see him and I didn't like all the sort of you know the digital imposing of, of Jenna Louise Coleman in all the old Doctor yeah well, again, no, I don't mind that as a tribute to the fact that this is the 50th yeah, series. But, but I, I like the fact... my intelligence. I know who John Hurt is, thank you. I did like yeah, he's vicious. you know, running past all the scenes, but when she, when they sort of super yeah. with Willi- I get next to William Hartnell, it was like a bit... Mm. But there was a lot of Doctor Who fans that were like, wow, you know, it's ages since I've seen the Patrick Troughton clip or a <laughs> okay. William Hartnell clip. and So mm. I can understand that. I just And now we've got to wait six months to find out, you know, what happens in the 50th series. Do you know, there was, a se- there was a series on recently that we touched on that I was really disappointed with the ending of. Yeah, I can't remember and, what that uh, was. Yeah, listen to previous um, podcasts if you want to try and find out what that was. was uh, we're sort of running low on time. Was it, was it synagogue? Was it University no. Challenge? No, I always knew where that was going to go. Was it Hope's Under the Hammer when you were disappointed that they didn't actually smash the house? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we, we're sort of running low on time. So it's just time for me to say, uh, preview-wise, ITV have an interesting documentary. Well, ITV have Britain's Got Talent stripped over all of next week. Well, That's the first well, thing. Bank holiday week, we should uh, say as well. Um, apparently, uh, interestingly though, not... Interestingly, though, not on Saturday night. It starts on Sunday, not Saturday. And then no, we Britain's should got say as well, shouldn't we? The final is on the following Saturday. The final is on the eighth, as we mentioned at the start, I suppose. Mm. So it's, you have we to pick say a week that, between we, the the last semi-final, which is on two Saturday, you know, two Saturdays time, and the final, which is in on the eighth. So it's a bit weird. Sort of root lo- loses its yeah. momentum, possibly. Yeah. ITV also has the story of now, which for me is a must-see. Uh, it's the the um, making of the compilation series, which is now in its eighty-third. Vo- no, eighty. Eighty-fifth. Eighty-fifth. I think we'll just get it through out. these. Won't we leave not so long ago? Eighty-four is the most you recent. Got... <laughs> I'm yeah, holding it now. Luke, are we not doing a special podcast about our, what? We are going to do one. Yes. <laughs> Um, now, I must say, this documentary does feature Mark Wright and Timmy Mallet, but is a must for anyone interested there any in the series. Is there any way that you can just, just compilation away during those moments? Yes, you'll know when they are, because Mark Wright and Timmy Mallet... Well, you, your screen will suddenly turn a different colour. Orange for Mark Wright, yeah. and every colour for Timmy Mallet. And John Hurt will appear. Um, also worth mentioning um, that... Gary wants to talk about the Americans, which is the first uh, I, um, first American drama to get an ITV showing in somewhat prime time since Pushing Daisies in uh, the mid two thousands. It's the Americans starting at ten o'clock on uh, Saturday the fourth of June on ITV. I'll very briefly tell you that it's about two Russian spies working in America, uh, so it's a kind of very different slant. I think they're trying to base, go for the sort of success that uh, Channel Four have had with Homeland. It's been a highly rated show in America on the FX network, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I was previously very disappointed on how ITV dealt with Millennium, an X-Files spin-off, and Pushing Daisies. So I'd be keen to know that if this thing doesn't... Does not have Dexter as well? 
they showed Dexter on ITV4, I think. They moved it to ITV4, but was it not on about 11? No, I think... I'm not sure. They have had other things through the night that they've shown, American shows. But um, no, this is the first return, and I think they've picked a good one. I've seen a, I've seen some previews of, of episode one, and it does look good. I can show you the whole of episode one if you talk to me nicely. Gary. Oh, okay. Let's oh, let's that talk. A bit, a bit rude. Okay. <laughs> Late uh... night custard. Late night custard. What was it Luke said to me? He said, uh, get, "Would you like to smother yourself in some late night custard?" <laughs> <laughs> to which, to um... which I threw up. I also went to a screening on Friday. Oh, hold on, God, hold on, that hold seems on. a long time ago. Luke's been to another screening. Yeah, this time it was thanks to the lovely people at Sky. Uh, we went to a London members-only cinema to sit down and watch the first episode of the third series of Mad Dogs. Regardless if you've seen the series before, this was an incredibly exciting, incredibly funny and incredibly innovative hour of television featuring four of, without doubt, the best actors on British television. Art. It really it is. is. And honestly, honestly, if you think you've, you've you've missed two series, you'll have no idea what's going on. The greatness of Mad Dogs, we were all sat there, people I've met before, and the Mad Dogs themselves. Nobody quite knew what was going on. That's the brilliance of it. It's a wonderful ride. You never quite know it's where it's going. It's not formulaic. It's not predictable. And it's funny as well. Genuinely laughed out loud. Can I very quickly say, because I did enjoy Mad Dog Series 1, I don't think this programme gets made on terrestrial television due to those four stars. Mm. I, I have to say, you don't get many programmes with that many big-name actors on terrestrial television. I know there are shows that, out of, you know, we talk about Broadchurch, we know a lot of them now. You know, David Tennant and Olivia Colman have since become more household names, even though they probably already were. But those four names that are in it, you know, John Sim and Philip Glenister, I, I don't know, I just don't think that programme gets, get. I think it has to be on Sky. But it needs more more promotion, which is what I'll be working I, on this week. I think they do a pretty good job. I mean, the it first series got fantastic. a lot of promotion because it was yeah. it just came in at the time where Sky were produ- you know had started producing a lot more British sh- British shows rather than just by and you know since yeah. you know the last two years we've had like the Moon Boy you know the trolley the the, the and oddly being uh, Gary mentioned. Uh, Ray Winston at the start of the podcast. Uh, the new cast member on in this series oh, yeah. is his daughter. Wonderfully, Jamie Winston, who plays the role fantastically. I cannot say anything. Well, I can say a few things about the new series of Mad Dog. Uh, it starts off with our four Mad Dogs in sort of a Guantanamo Bay prison in orange jumpsuits. They don't know why it's they're there. They don't know how to get out. They don't know where they, how they're going to escape. They don't know who's holding them there. It's it is just fant- there's nothing like it that we can compare it to, and that is the genius of it that yeah. we feel like there's we haven't seen with it. There's always a TV show, isn't it? When before. when it sort of you can't compare it to you know it sort of stands out as being quite unique. Um, but I, I I admit to sort of losing faith in it last year. This brought it right back up to me. Plus. I was so close to saying hello to John Sim, and I just didn't, oh. and I'm really annoyed at myself. It's one of them awkward moments. Yeah. You see a quiet moment, and you think, shall I pop over and say, loved you in everything you've ever put your foot in? Apart from... Or does that... Well, we had this conversation, Apart... Luke, and you came up with one thing you didn't like for each other. What was that, though? <laughs> what was that? No, John, John Sim, I haven't really not liked him. Uh, 24-hour party, people. 
I didn't see oh, that. Oh, you are, then you're okay. It's a film. He doesn't watch films. Oh, I don't okay, watch yeah, films. I only watch the first episode of films and then never again. <laughs> first oh, episode of If you'd like to get in touch with us on Twitter throughout the week uh, or via email, because that still works, uh, you can do it. The website is thecastertv.com. They write to us? No. Um, they can. We won't get okay. it. Um, <laughs> My Twitter address is at LukeCustardTV. Uh, Matt's is this. At Matt's TV Bites. With a crazy amount of teas. And Gary's is this. At the Gary Show with the crazy avatar. Are you changing that again? Because no, I no still feel uncomfortable. Gary. No, no nipples on the avatar. That's a personal. No guarantee there will never be any nipples on the, on the avatar. If you'd like me to change the avatar, Luke, if it freaks you out that much, I'll I'll look into it. But be prepared. It might like... be better the devil you know than the devil you don't. I don't like knowing your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. That's lovely. It's for all the female listeners out there. <laughs> we are late night. I know. Yes. Like of... <laughs> for all you truckers out there. <laughs> Speaking like of which, we haven't heard from a lot of female listeners for a long time. Look, we haven't talked about the fall. Because I know you love program. <laughs> I, well, we've literally got yeah. um, not long. I'll give you two minutes we've got, and that's the end. So, Matt, five words on the fall. Uh, I enjoyed it more than the first one. Uh, Gary, slow, six words on the fall. Slow, atmospheric, deliberate, wooden a little bit, and wonderful. Uh, me, but, you know. one word on the floor. The floor. Uh, the floor. The floor, yeah. The fall. I think the playoff is uh, not really worth bothered. it. I think I've got a good but feeling. I, I liked how they opened up the scope of it a bit more. You know, with you know the corruption in the police force and stuff. Mm. We didn't really see that in episode one like that in episode two. Right, fall, done. Ow. Yeah, Matt is such a maverick. I gave him six six words or five words. He just can't do it. That's why they never let me on camera. <laughs> I thought it was because of the restraining order against Rachel Riley. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> that's surely no, got again, me over. No, soon. my restraining order is against Nick Hewer. I had to sit. Oh, the sorry, back. yeah. I had to sit right at the back during the apprentice screen. That's true. How close were you to Nick and Alan and uh, uh, about Karen? six rows behind them, so I could watch them watching the show. Yeah, it was the small. You could well, you could watch the, the back of the head. The podcast is made up of times when we sat behind celebrities because I hmm. sat two feet, two rows behind Sophia Grable for. Um, I, I, you know, I sat behind Gillian Anderson, tried to give her Gary's phone number, but yeah, she still has a. I what sat behind the Mad Dogs and. Oh yeah. I yeah. saw a fooling <laughs> with another man on television. So to be frankly honest, I'm not that bothered now. And he had a brother Clara. Then, then he died at the end. Well, yeah, that's about you. You're right. She's going to need some emotional support. You're quite right. Uh, the Custard TV podcast is the official podcast of the CustardTV.com, which is there for you, TV is lovers. It's an unofficial every podcast day of the website. Yeah. There is. There's a bloke called Steve. Does no it? substitutes, yeah. guys. Okay. Yeah. There's, don't. Don't, yeah, don't buy any fake merchandise. We'll be back, or at least two of us will. Uh, two of your favourite podcasters will be back um, next which time on the Custard TV podcast. You'll have to wait and see. I'll be here, and so will Matt. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not being axed. I'm just taking. It's just the end of my natural program life. Bye. Bye. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.